On today's podcast, we have Carlos Reyes of the Phoenix Finest basketball team in Arizona. But not only is he that, he's a real estate entrepreneur. He's on Instagram. This guy has been grinding. This guy is an all-American story right here. This guy did the whole rags to riches. I mean, we the conversation started off as hoop, and I knew we were going to dive into it. And that was the main reason I wanted to jump into to this podcast with Carlos Reyes. He gives us a lot of great insight on his mindset, how he got there. For those of you that, that are finding that next grind during the COVID, you know, what's the next step? What's the next move? This is a, a, a longer pod. This is an hour long pod, but it's a lot of great info, a lot of great stories, and we get into a lot of different things. Big Los, good looking out. Let's get it. You have just tuned in to the Shoot the Rock podcast. Who they rocking with, Joe? Who they rocking with? That's right. Remix it. Remix it. You're now rocking with the best. Yes, yes. You're now rocking with the best. What up and welcome back to the pod. I'm your host Robert Zaragoza, aka the Commission, aka Big Z, aka Coach Z, aka So Big Yet So Sweet, aka the Latino Bleacher Report. On today's podcast, we have a special guest, my boy Carlos Reyes, aka Los, aka All In Nation CEO, aka the World Changer, aka real estate entrepreneur, Phoenix Finest Carlos Reyes. What up, Los? What's going on, man? What's up, brother? Can you hear me? Yeah, 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 man. You're good to go. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. I stepped inside here. I'm in a, I'm in Sedona. I'm here all week, um, just working on some, some internal stuff. But we're not gonna go. Uh, we'll talk about the internal stuff later. I don't want to get through too wacky too early. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but thank you, brother, for for having me on. Uh, obviously, bro, I I I grew up literally in the Latino circuit. Uh, I've been playing basketball on the Latino circuit since I was about 16, 17 years old, man. And um, I guess the Latino circuit watched me become a man, <laughs> right? I mean, for sure. And I think uh, if you follow, because I was, I was kind of skimming through your, your Instagram. I mean, mm-hmm. as far as being a man, you've, you've grown in the last two years, four years. And people would say, like, if you just follow it, you'd be like, oh, this guy's like an overnight success. You know, oh as, yeah. As far as like, like yeah. your 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 business wise, but before yeah. that, before that, you you were hooping 16, 17 year old. Who jump? Who brought you into the to the Latino circuit? Who did you hoop with? I know you're from Arizona, but who were like the squads or who were like your your basketball mentors that kind of got you in in the Latino game? Um, in, in here in Arizona, man, there's so many to name, but I'll start with the few. You know, you got Eric Langford. Um, he taught me a lot about the game, you know, at a young age. Uh, Hector Vasquez with, uh, at, at, you know, Miko, uh, Miko Vasquez, uh, you know, with the Phoenix Boys and then AZ Aztecs later. Um, who else do you have? You have, like, Dieter Regalado. Um, then you have, like, um, at some point, I played for the Compadres for a little while. So, I mean, it, it was beautiful. And obviously, you know, Joe Leone, he's always... He's always Kept, uh, kept the ball moving here in Arizona, so we've always stayed busy, you know, through some of his tournaments and things like that, but um, it's, it's been an amazing journey. It's been an amazing journey, and we'll talk about how, like, basketball, you know, it, it's 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 so much alike business, you know. it's There's so many of the same components um, and so, so much commonalities between the both of them, you know, the way that they're both operated, so 
we'll get it. We'll get heavy into that a little later. But yeah, those are some of the some of the guys that I kind of came under, man. And it's it's been it's been a beautiful uh, a beautiful journey uh, with you know in regards to the basketball situation. It sucks that you know this whole uh, COVID nineteen deal has really you know postponed or delayed or completely shut off. You know what we've been having over the past God knows how long. You know I remember playing in these tournaments you know in the early 2000s and now right now we we can't even we can't even go to a tournament you got memorial that's right around the corner i don't even know if that's gonna happen um i think you know again there's so much basketball not being played whether it's leagues tournaments uh in town or, or out of state because of the whole COVID 19 deal but um, you know, it's just gonna uh, pretty much have have folks appreciate. You know, they, they say appreciate basketball that much more, and appreciate the camaraderie that exists between you know players and teammates and, and friends that much more. So they say that you don't know what you have until it's gone or lost, and that's kind of what everybody's facing right now. You know, so for sure, uh, and I, yeah, I, that's where we are. Yeah, and, and I, I, you you hit it on the head. Like, I mean, I guess people take maybe a year off you know maybe you go into your business or someone gets married and they take a weekend off but this is like the first time that it's been completely shut down and and you were talking names like you did the who's who of of arizona hoops you did the joe leon you did the compadres you did the azteca boys you did the phoenix Mm -hmm. boys like 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 and that's the thing about, um, you know, Cali. I remember in the in the you know back in the days it was like Cali versus Arizona, and it was more, it was very regional, you know. And I don't I don't know if yeah. you remember that. I think you you played with Eric and, and Hoop to Win. Uh, I did. We what? won in Rosarito. Yes. So so I remember two thousand eight, I believe. Yeah. Two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Yeah. So that was like a little bit before, but I think I think in more recent times because of social media, because of the. Cali, AZ, kind of like friendly rivalry. Um, you know, we've started to unite it, and I think with more of the social, with the world being, um, you know, being smaller because we can kind of, you know, see everyone across the board. I think, yeah. I think the basketball world and the Latino scene has grown to a whole different level, and I think you have in 2008 um, your team, which is the Phoenix Finest. Mm-hmm. Um, according to like the the stuff that I have on my shoot the rock and the mm-hmm. NFT stuff, you guys were the top team in 2018, right? Because you guys you guys had a fantastic year. You guys, you know, and and your program kind of was a a, a, a grassroots program that you decided that, that you decided to start. You know, I I don't know who else you started to decide, but you're the you're you're the figurehead of that team, and you guys. You know, you guys took your lumps, you know, but at the oh, same yeah. time, but at the same time, you guys, as far as in the Latino scene, you guys won the Tommy Nunez, you guys won the Vegas, Vegas you guys yeah. won the NLT, you guys won the San Diego Clasico. So, like, in any tournament, you guys are, like, you know, we're, you we're are, always, we're always a very competitive team yeah. in any, any tournament. And, uh, you know, I hate to say this, but. For some reason, we always finish second in Rosarito. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? The the year before last year, we lost to uh, some dude called the Body Snatcher or something. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Undis- you know. It, Undisputed uh, with yeah, some of the all-star then, guys from L.A., yeah. And then this last year, we lost uh, in a... Both games, both games were decent. 
But this last game was super competitive. It came down to like the last shot. And uh, that was against another all-star team that was put together by uh, some of the Arizona guys, I believe, right? So um, I remember they grabbed the best of the best. And you know what I never do, brother? What I never do is I don't, just because it's an open tournament, I don't go and just get a bunch of random players. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's when, when we talk about grassroots, that's something that I learned at a very early age, you know, coming up through the compadres. You know, I played a year or two with the compadres, and they always had a, a, a figure core. You know, they had a core with the Gabe Sandovals and all those guys, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then I played with, like, the Phoenix boys, and they had a core with the Eddie Garcias and, yes. and the Miko Vasquez and Hank yeah. Vasquez. You know, and then um, and then I played with, uh, after the Phoenix boys, I actually kind of just did, that's when I started uh, our team, which was Phoenix Finest, and we've had a, a pretty, you know, core for, I mean, shit, I'm, I'm, I'm 35 now, bro, I'm, I'm in my, you know, mid-30s, and uh, I mean, a lot of the guys are, you know, like the Spencers and me, and, and those guys, we, you know, we had to kind of go to, through a rebuilding stage at some point, you know? And get like the Sergio Gonzalez and the Marcus Ayala's and JP was souping with us for a while and you know it's it, it was a beautiful thing like building. This is what people don't understand, right? And that's what I hate about today's the NBA. By the way, uh-huh. I'm watching I'm watching the greatest basketball of all the greatest basketball player of all time. You know, and I'm not I was never a Bulls fan, right? Yeah. But I'm watching the greatest basketball player of all time, Michael Jordan, and and, and look what he went through. Right, the way he took all his bumps, man. He lost to the Celtics. He lost to the Pistons. He lost to all those guys. He took his bruises. You know what I mean? And he stuck it out. And he had a bunch of core guys with the Horace Grants and the B.J. Armstrongs and the John Paxons and the Scotty Pippins. He, you know, he toughened it out. And I respect that. I respect the fact. You know, I respect the solid foundation the way that Jordan had and the way that Kobe Bryant had. Compared to some of the guys now, they're like, well, I'm just going to go join this team because they're really good already. And I'm going to go join these all-stars or these superstars because they're really good already. Yeah, Like, that's not the way the league was. And that's not the way the Latino circuit is with the exception of, I would say, you know, one or two, you know, one or two teams that, like, I'll give you an example, right? The Alma Latinas. Yeah, yeah, they have, they have a core kind of group of guys, but. From what I hear, you know, the guy flies in, you know, these guys from different places, which whatever, you know, I have the capability, you know, thank, thank God, you know, through the glory of God and, and my business ventures, I have the capability of having the best team money can buy, but I am loyal. I am loyal to what we have built over the years. You know, are my guys taken care of completely now? Yeah, brother, they're, they're taken care of, you know, thank God, yeah. right? They're, they're taken care of, but. You know what, bro? I'm not gonna lie to you. I have very high standards, and I demand, I demand, I demand high. Like you know, you've seen the way I operate. Like I, I have a high demand for my team. Yeah, right? and oh. and and for sure. And the thing is, you 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 hit it on the head. It's like a lot of these guys want that instant gratification. Like, let me go grab that chip right now. Let me go grab that championship uh-huh. right now. And the teams yep. that are around, the teams like like the Phoenix Finest, the teams like Intocables, the teams that that are uh, sticking around. Ten year, ten year overnight success. Yeah, right? yeah. And the thing is, these the, the you know even to some extent Alma, it's the, the figurehead, right? He brings the guys in, but but if you look, he's got Lance and a couple other guys, and then he'll bring guys in. But the thing is. If you want longevity, like you can go for the quick grab. 
You can go and you could go and make for like teams, any team, right? They can go and, and let me get these guys together, and then let me go, let me go snatch up a, a quick final four or make it to the finals of a tournament. But if you want long, longevity, doesn't feel the same. No, it doesn't. And, doesn't and, feel the same. And and I think that's the thing that that you've brought to the table as far as that. And like now, now you can look at it as like I, I remember a couple years back or maybe one or two years back, you were like, "Hey, Rob, I." I I'm trying to get that triple crown. You know, mm-hmm. I want the LA, I mm-hmm. want the Vegas, and I want yep. the Tommy. You know, I want those. And that, and when you have a core group, you can make those those goals. You know, bro, they work like, very the well. ren- like the Renegades, bro. They're gonna, yeah. you know, and you know who the heavy hitters are. Every single time there's a tournament, that's why yep. when people are are telling me like, oh Z, like why you why you bashing us in the predictions? You know, because I, I do that for fun. But I know who's been around, and I can and I can tell. Uh, you've seen you've seen the building yeah. process from a lot of these teams. Yeah, you know who's gonna go away easy. You know who's not. You know who's gonna fight. Who has a lot of dog in them? Who's got the, why paper, do they have, the paper house exa- that's gonna fall down? You know, the, exactly. the house of cards. You yeah, know? and you know who, like the teams that are stuck together and have lost and lost and lost and like, okay, we're tired of losing, right? Yeah. The teams that have that have that have literally stayed together through all the trials and tribulations. You know, they, we've we've learned that hey, we already went through that process. You know, now it's time for us to get, you know, get get some victories in, in there. And, and that's kind of what happens with, with our team is, yes, I have a very high demand. You know, now, not then, you know, now all their stuff is taken care of, right? Through, thank God, through, like I said, through, you know, God's glory and, and God's mercy that he's been able to, to be the, literally the tip of, of the spear of all of my, my business ventures, which we'll get into, right? He's been the tip of my spear. So now my guy's... See, because of my guys, bro, because they were so loyal for so long, even during the, the tough years, now they get, you know, team shoes a few times. You've seen them with team yeah, shoes yeah. And, and socks and, and uniforms and, you know, food taken care of and hotels taken care of and, and in, in some cases flights. But guess what? I don't bring in the ringers. It's the same people you see. The same people that were there for the bad times are now reaping the fruit. From the good times, so, you know what I mean. Yeah, and, and you said it. You're loyal. You know, you demand a lot. They were loyal and, to me, and, and, and now I'm loyal to them. You yeah, know, so. and, and there's, there's. I mean, as far as like being um, the, a coach or a leader on a team. You know, you're only limited to like the the level of players that you bring up. You know, so and I think that that goes into like maybe we can slide into like some of the business stuff. Like you know, you you talk about you know you're you're the coach, you're the leader of Phoenix Finest, you have to bring, you know, as, as good as the Phil, right, Jack, as good as Phil Jackson right is, he still needs, you know, Jordan, yeah. and he still needs uh, Kobe, you know what I mean, as good as he is. So the thing is, you know, you bring in players, you, you bring in guys that have been loyal to you, and the thing is, that's kind of, I think, a couple years back, you know, in, in your business, because I kind of want to jump into that too, is... You, you you developed a partnership with one of your boys and you guys decided to start your own business and mm-hmm. and you got tired of, of working for for the man oh, or, or, or whatever I, I, you I know? Worked, yeah I, I just like everybody I mean first what people need to know bro is I was born in Mexico right I was born into poverty like I had I had to go through a lot a lot of unfortunately bro a lot of poverty a lot of pain you know I had to endure a lot of trials a lot of tribulation. 
You know, I'm, I'm talking about when I when I talk about, I really don't know how, at least the parts where I was born, Mexico, I, I literally was raised in Guayma, Sonora, how, it should, how come it's not considered a third world country yet? Right. You know, like, I, like literally dirt roads, right? And I'm up, you know, my I'm, I'm living in my Nana's house up up in the freaking Cerro, a Cerro is like the mountains, because mm-hmm. as we know, uh, in Mexico, poor people live in the, in the Cerros, in the mountains, right? So... I'm up there, you know, my grandma has like a, a freaking, uh, a, a lamina, a lamina, like a laminate roof where like when it rains, you can hear everything. And, you know, she has, um, it's not even wood. It's not even wood, brother. It's like, it's, it's wood thrust with like, you know, car, it's not cardboard, but it's, 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 it's like different kind of laminate, like, yeah. you know, right. So, and then, you know, it, it's like her house is like, you know, 300 square feet. So. You know, I remember me and my brother, you know, we sleep in one bed. My mom slept on the other. My grandpa and grandma slept on the other one. And then we had a little bathroom with the curtain. And we had to warm up the water and literally take showers out of a bucket, you know, yeah. out of a bucket. There wasn't even a stall in there. You want a stall? You got to go to the back house. Yeah. You know, there's a back house where you actually take a crap in. And, uh, and then, you know, you set that thing on fire every now and then, my grandpa would. <laughs> Yeah. And then the way that my grandma would wash our clothes and my mom is through a lavadero, you know, like a washing board. And then we would hang it up on wires. That's the kind of poverty I come from. You see, that's the kind of poverty. And, bro, I had to come here illegally twice. Like the first time my mom had my, my little brother on his on her left hand holding him up. And she had me dragging me, you know, just grabbing my hand, uh, going through a sewer system in Tijuana the first time. We got caught, got sent back. And then we made it through and went to California, Escondido, San Diego County, a small town. And uh, we were there for just two to three years. Single mom working the fields. You know, she got, she got, the way that she got her paperwork was amnesty. So we were sent back to Mexico. Like we failed the first time we came to the States. Back to Mexico. And then now I'm a, I'm a grocery boy. Like I'm bagging groceries at this spot called La Ley. Why? Because I'm me and my mom were saving money for her to try to make another attempt at life here because she knew that there was nothing in Mexico for us. Because in Mexico, brother, there's no middle class. You're either you're either very rich or very poor. Like there's no middle class in Mexico. I haven't seen it. You know. So it's chasing because, that. Know, it's chasing that that American, American dream, dream for sure. American dream for sure. So you know, it, it, it literally you know chasing the American dream. Having the work ethic of an immigrant, which I still do to this day, you know, mm-hmm. brother, I'm not even here on a vacation. Like I'm here because I have a, I have a, a, a self mastery coach. I have, I have a, uh, let me see, Erko Bell. He's the, he is the CEO of the Bartolo Development. He's one of, he's my business mentor. They own the 49ers and they own the San Jose Sharks. And then I have Christian Ferris, who is uh, my spiritual mentor, and he's out of Tampa Bay, Florida. He has a church there. And then I got my pastor, who is my spiritual mentor, uh, Brian Anderson, out of Vineyard Church in Phoenix. And then I got my self mastery mentor, who I paid. I pay all these. I pay some of these people thousands of dollars a month for me to continue my growth. Right. So that's what I'm here for. I'm here from Tuesday to Friday. I'm not even here the weekend. I'm here Tuesday to Friday, literally just diving into a bunch of content things that this guy's showing me. Because this guy was under Tony Robbins at one point, so I pay this a few thousand every month. So a- a- again, just going back to the story, you know, Mike. See, what I'm trying to tell you is the work ethic. The work ethic is from coming up in that way, and the grind doesn't stop for me, right? So 
back to what I was telling you, my mom's working at, at resorts, cleaning hotel rooms in San, Car San Carlos Bay, and I'm working at La Ley bagging groceries. So we put enough money together, right? Send her on a bus here, back to the field she goes. Now it's 120 degrees in Phoenix, Arizona, by the way. Mm -hmm. It's hot, you know, she has to wet the, the rag inside of, you know, the paño inside of her hat. She wet, you know, she wets her shirt and she's picking fruit and she's picking, you know, whatever she's picking. She's picking all kinds of stuff. And then she finally gets enough money to bring me over. I jump through a fence. She pays a guy $25 in Nogales. I jump through a fence. I'm, I'm around 10 years old. I don't even know who the hell this guy is. I just, my mom told me to like follow him. So I did, right? right. Jump through a fence. She picks me up, brings me to Phoenix. Been here since. My uh, paperwork, uh, my paperwork started in 1997. Uh, I first got my work permit, and then I got my my permanent residence card, and then I became a citizen. You know, so that was a long process. Uh, on how, its old, own. how old were you right here doing this? I was around 10 years old, bro. Wow. I was yeah. I remember being yeah. I was around 10 years old, and uh, I don't know, bro. I, again, it, it, that's why I have such a high tolerance for risk because. I kind of had to run through risk my entire life. Yeah. Childhood, you know, childhood and, 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 and teenage years, you know, like my mom, you know, single mom working two to three jobs. She doesn't even speak English to this day. Well, you know, thank God, bro, like through the glory of the Lord. I retired her in 2017. She doesn't even pay for her phone bill. Like she has no bills, bro. She's all taken care of. God willing, you know, because things can change, obviously, but God willing for the rest of her life, my mom is retired you know 2017 i retired her you know what i'm saying so yeah. so she's she's she is done she you know she has her car she has her house she has her, everything she has her insurance paid she has her telephone bill she has everything she'll ever need bro everything and and that is that is one of the the, the highest accomplishments brother i may i may have 26 businesses now but my highest accomplishment is retiring her you know because she fought so hard typical immigrant mexican story <laughs> i lived it. yeah you know, i lived it you're so. you're absolute american dream self-made you know you're, you're you're making it happen and you know if if you look at you know I, I was looking back at some of your posts and a lot of the stuff is like you know you just grinding you you had there's a picture of you in like a little hatchback you know with like those you know you were, you were the guy that had the signs that said cash for we buy, we buy, houses, we, we buy houses and your car yeah. is full of those things so yeah. how did you i mean i know how you made it here and i know how how the the story goes and and you know obviously the mindset the spirituality and, and the, the the way you took action for sure which is which is three points that you posted on one of your last instagrams was the mindset spirituality and taking action when did that taking action come yeah, into play that, like so, so you can make so. that so you can make that jump because you said I, I i'm I, i'm not worried about making risks i made risks when i was 10 years old what was like yeah. the, the, that risk where you were just like i'm gonna jump in both feet my my daughter um my daughter was born june 29th of 2012 and when my daughter was born so i'll tell you this much i'll give you some real facts i always had the mindset of an entrepreneur always since i was a little kid you know being an immigrant and hustling and grinding i always i, I always worked and that's an example that my mother always said like she was always hustling right mm -hmm. like flipping cars like she had two three jobs one of them at nighttime at the airport 
then another one in the morning in the cafeteria, then another one during the day. Like this lady slept like two to three hours a day for like 10 years, right? So I always saw my mom just grind, grind, grind. So I always saw like my mom, like I got all the best parts of me through her, like her hustle. Like she was a hustle. Not only was she doing that, but once the weekend came, she was like flipping cars and whatever she can get her hands on, right? She mm-hmm. was like, she literally was, she was doing arbitrage at like the lowest level, you know, yeah. at the with the lowest level, she yeah. was doing arbitrage. So I got, a, I, I just saw this woman just do all this. I'm the oldest son and I saw her do all this and I'm like, man, so I, I'm working at this job now for, you know, for over a decade and I'm like, Damn, I, I I was an entrepreneur at that point. I you know I, I was growing within an organization. And you felt you were company. doing good. You felt you were doing good. I'm sure. I, yeah, brother. You, because you know, I'm not I'm not gonna knock. I'm not gonna. Knock no, no, but I'm just America, saying, like right? like you're doing good. Like your mom's probably proud of you. But there's yeah. something in you that was like, this ain't bro, this ain't what I want. I, I can tell you. I can tell you what it is. I was, uh, bro. It was like, I was make. I I got hired at ten twenty five an hour at some point, mm-hmm. right? And then I worked my all my work. I worked my ass off, working 60, 70 hours every single week. You know, my only days off were Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I was the ultimate yes man. Like whatever you need me to do for this company, I got it right. Yeah. At some point, brother, I'm I'm. They're sending me to Seattle. They're sending me to Texas. They're sending me to Las Vegas. Yeah. They're sending me everywhere to train other people and blah. I was a rock star. You know, I was yeah. like a young rock star, right? So. I'm doing whatever is possible, but I hit a ceiling of $70,000 a year. And then I'm like, okay, I have a mortgage now. You know, I'll be honest with you, because of corporate America, I was able to buy my first home in 2009, right after the the Great Recession. And then I was able to buy my second home in 2014, right? So again, I I learned so much from being in a corporate structure, right? I learned so much, like I learned management, I learned hiring. I learned scheduling. I learned numbers. I learned business. I learned growth, right? I learned like key performance indicators, you know, if we put out this much marketing and we get, I, it was my school. I didn't go to college. So I had to learn everything in that company. Like I was like, I was literally going to school that entire time. You can almost call it an internship, internship right? Mm-hmm. So I maxed out at 70 grand a year. And in Arizona, that's bad by the way. Yeah. But you know what's crazy? is even at $70,000 a year, I still did not have enough to really be like living a, a, a crazy life, like a, a great, you know, it, it was enough to, it was enough to put food on the table, pay the bills, have a few hundred bucks extra maybe, right? After the check, you know, after after everything was paid. Uh, brother, for over a decade, when my vacation time would come, like my first year, they gave me one week. My third year, they gave me two weeks. My fifth year, uh, my 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 fifth year, they gave me three weeks. My seventh year, they gave me a full full month, right? Mm-hmm. And guess what I was doing with those vacation uh, vacation payouts? Mm-hmm. I was cashing them in. Yeah. I was cashing. I wasn't taking a vacation. I was cashing them in to try to like either sustain or get ahead. You know, yeah. catch like just like everybody else. I went through all that, bro. Where I. Like, Okay, I know the electricity bills due today, but I'm gonna push it back a few days yeah. just so I can buy myself some time. And oh, on the next check, I'll be able to pay that. Yeah. Hey, I know my mortgage is due on the first, but guess what? I get a check on the 14th, so I'm gonna pay my mortgage with that check. Yeah, I've been through that life, bro. Yeah. You know, check, I've check. been through that life through through just survival, right? Yeah. I've been through, and that is what I got, t- brother. I got so tired of of surviving. 
it was it was I was like you know what no I'm gonna go back to when I was a child and, and, and I wanted to be successful and I wanted to have my own business like that was my dream yeah what happened to my dream right what happened to my dream well I got so comfortable in corporate America you know working my ass off for them and growing them and me making some money along the way and growing in different ways that I forgot about my dream so when my daughter was born in 2012 I was like I want to be successful I want to be I don't want to be I don't want to be where uh, the dad that my daughter turns 16 years old and says daddy daddy can I can, can, can I get a car so I can high school and no baby I can't afford it I'm sorry bro that's too painful for me right so it came to the point brother where where I had to it, like the, the pain of not changing farther exceeded than the pain of change because when we change it's painful why because we start to do so many uncomfortable things we're operating outside of our comfort zone right oh i gotta put out bandit signs on a friday at 11 p.m from 11 p.m to 2 3 in the morning on a saturday while everybody else is out partying and doing their thing and you know being with their families and being with their friends and blah blah Bro, that's just i was like you know what i'm tired uh, it, it's it's so painful. I'm so frustrated about not being success, successful that it hurts. So once it hurt enough, that's when my journey started. Like once it hurt enough to where like, okay, I gotta I gotta create something. I gotta build something for myself. I'm gonna be the lamb. I'm gonna be the sacrifice. I'm going to change the financial trajectory of my family. Nobody has either ever had the courage or nobody has ever even had the knowledge or nobody just maybe this decided not to be the person that says you know what i'm willing to be the sacrifice i'm gonna sacrifice all right i'm gonna i'm gonna have i'm gonna take i'm gonna cancel my hobbies i'm gonna not watch tv i'm gonna work my ass off it's gonna cost me my health my sanity relationships whatever right time with my family whatever i had to make the sacrifices i had to be the lamb I had to be the sacrifice. I decided, so I made a decision. That's how it all started, bro. I made a decision. I said, that's it, enough, enough. So watch this, 2015, you know, I'm still making 70 grand a, uh, 70 grand a year. March of 2016, so 2015, I'm still making 2015, all the way to 2016. Brother, it took me one job, to, one, one full year to leave my job. Yeah. One full year. So I actually took a demotion, right? I took a demotion. I, what I did was the following. I said, hey, you know what? Hey, guys, I know that for the last decade, I've been working from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., Monday through Saturday. But now I said, I'm sorry, but I, I, had, I could only work from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. So the choice is you either let me go or you adjust to what I, what I require, my needs. They're like, you know what? We'll rather have you around go ahead and get the schedule from seven to three well you know what i would do like like a lot of people say i said this multiple times you know bills are paid during the nine to five and empires are built from six to twelve and that's what i started doing as soon as i would leave my my clock in and clock out job i would start grinding like i would start like working and beating and sharpening my my craft you know that's what i did for one straight year and I made it a point. I said, I'm going to quit on my birthday. March 7, 2016 came. Boom, I quit. I quit my job, right? And guess what? My first six-figure month came in July of 2016. So you got March, April, May, June, 
on my fifth month after quitting my job, I had my first six-figure month, bro. And you know what's crazy? I have never, since being in business, since, since, by the way, since July of 2016, God is my witness, I personally have never made less, made less in one month than what that year used to pay me a year. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. And... And and it's and it's making those sacrifices, it's making those decisions, and and you said I, I had to get myself out of this hole, and now you have you know a book that you're trying to help other people because it's like there's one thing that to help. Book. There's there's I never thought I would write a freaking book. Right? Man, you're telling me, you know, yeah. and 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 I'm looking at it like okay, and that's that's when the mastery level gets into play because you know when you yes. help yourself yes. when you help yourself you know it's kind of like coaching you know um you yes. know you, you you're a player but the 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 with the next level is when you can teach someone what you know you know and i've done it in in coaching ranks and you're doing it in your real estate ranks and in your business and now you have a book which just came out which is killing you know uh and it's, sold, and, it's already sold uh 34 3,466 copies and it's only been a week and a half. So so you have a book and and where where does that come into play? Like when did that become a decision where it's like I got to give back cuz it, it's it's always you got to you know as much as you you know and it's it's a business decision obviously it's, it's, it's a business decision yeah. but it's like at the same time it's like you know what I have this knowledge and where where can I share it and like how can how can people in the Latino basketball community like take it that into account? Because the thing is, I, I've always said it too. I think, um, and I've mentioned it to a couple people. But like in the basketball tournaments, we got hundreds of guys there. We got you know teams in Vegas, and we got teams in there. But it's Absolutely. like my 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 thing too is like when do we start? You know, because I've I, I've just started learning about finances. You know, and the mm -hmm. thing is, it's like the and game I'm, of wealth. And and, the and, game it, of wealth. and it is, and it's and it's one of those things. So it's like, how does someone start looking at financial well, I, I financial freedom? Because of that same reason, right? Yeah. Because most Latino most Latinos were never taught. Never. We're never taught about the game of wealth. We're never we're, we're never given the proper programming. We don't know any better. We see our mom and dad. We see them work their asses off and die. Yeah. And that's it. They never really build anything crazy or right. That's the programming that we have since we're little kids. And, and that's the same reason. So what happened was when I started tapping into this other side of my mindset, right? When my daughter was born, it just unlocked something, man. I'm like, okay, I can't be considered to be selfish. I have to be selfless now. I have I have somebody that depends on me now. And that's when like I said, okay, I didn't go to college, so I, I don't really have all the education. I, I didn't come with come up with rich parents who already have the proper programming, mm -hmm. who know the game of wealth, right? That that have financial education, handing, no, no, down, no, no, handing no. down wealth, giving you their yeah, trust fund, yeah, they, giving you by giving you a property, doing all this stuff that everyone yeah. else can do. Yeah. So the first thing that I gotta tell the Latino community is this: read a book called Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harvecker. Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harvecker. That was the first, first book, the first book that I ever read as far as growth and, and finances, and it changed my entire life forever. 
Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. And brother, I, I read every single day. Every single day I read. I read I read probably about a book a week now, to be honest with you. A lot of people don't know that, right? A lot of people don't know. Right now I'm reading, it's a huge book. It's called Principles by Ray Dalio, by the way. And he talks about the three phases of entrepreneurship. The first one is survival. And that's kind of what I just told you, right? That's how a lot of entrepreneurs become survival. It becomes, you know, they go through that survival stage. Why? Because we're in a state of survival like, okay, I, I got to do something because this just isn't working out. I need to survive. So boom, survival, right? And then the second phase becomes more of a status phase. Look at me, look at me, look, look what I have and, and, and look who I am now. And, and oh, look at me, I'm a multimillionaire and I drive, I drive this and I, live, and I live there and blah, blah, blah. And then the third phase, that is the phase I'm in right now, which is the most beautiful phase. It's philanthropy. It's literally giving back, helping other people grow, putting like literally like giving out a hand and lift, you know, giving out a hand and say, hey, come up. Let me show you something that I didn't know. Let me show you something that we were never taught, you know, and that's that's why I wanted to write that book. Brother, I sold that book. I got to price that book in 1997. I said, no. I want I want everybody to get this book, and it's called the best wholesaling book ever, by the way. Mm -hmm. And I put it on the market for four dollars and ninety-seven cents. Wow. I don't need the money from the book. Wow! Right? I just give back. I do events to give back. Like I have one, two, three, about four events a year. And now, obviously, there were live events that kind of stopped. So now we're doing digital events. But I did it to give back because I've been there. You know, I've been, brother. I in California at one point. I remember being kicked out on a Friday, having to live under a tree in San Diego. And then because we, we lived under a tree until my mom was able to get that next apartment on Monday. Kicked out on a, evicted on a Friday, nowhere to go, Saturday and Sunday, under a freaking tree. I don't even know how we survived. And then boom, Monday it's like, okay, we, we got another apartment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've been on food stamps. I've been on welfare. Like we've been through everything, bro. Everything, everything. So... That's what I want to tell people is like, at some point, the pain has to be enough for you to change because a lot of folks fear, fear the pain of change, right? Oh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to leave this job. I have security. Yeah. How's that working out for the 30 million plus people that were just laid off because of this pandemic? Right. Right. What happened to that security? And guess what? You know, a lot of those folks, a lot of those folks don't even know this yet, but I know this because why? I talked to someone who actually talks to Goldman Sachs and Chase Bank, you know, the billionaire mentor that I have. He tells me a lot of the things that are going on, which I, I can't say a lot because obviously he trusts me with this info. But what I am going to say is a lot of people are not going to get their jobs back. So if you don't have a special skill or a special trade, it's going to be hard for people to survive. We are headed into a new digital era where if you don't have a special trade that you know, or a special skill set, it's going to be tough for you to get a job. That's the era we're headed in. This little virus thing just kind of forced us and, and pushed that agenda a little a little sooner than what was expected. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a lot of things that are changing, brother, like commercial. Uh, mark my words. Commercial real estate, it's going to drop to its knees. It's never, it's never going to recover. Why? Because a lot of companies, a lot of businesses just figured out that they don't need all this overhead. They can work remotely from home. Mm. They don't need all these employees. They don't need to pay for that, you know, building that they're paying rent five, seven, ten, twelve thousand dollars. Mm. They don't. They see because the, the the pain of change forced them. They would have never. 
This would have never happened if it wasn't for this virus, by the way. Yeah. A lot of people would have never realized, oh, I can operate this little mom and pop's restaurant, you know, with, with just dine out, right? Take out, no dine in. I don't need to open up my doors and I don't need to have employees. I don't need to have servers and waiters and busboys. And I don't got to have, you know, scheduling and dealing with customer drama and stuff. I don't need all that. I just need my cooks and my takeout guys. You see, I'm just giving you a small example of what's to come. So when a lot of people, a lot of these business owners are no longer renting commercial, you know, commercial buildings, commercial offices, well, guess what happens to those commercial buildings? They're not rented, so therefore they start to plummet. Mm -hmm. They start to plummet, they crash. And that's what I'm telling you, commercial is going to be on his knees soon. Uber, if you look at Uber, brother, try to get an Uber and see how long it takes you now compared to back then. Right. Because Uber's Uber's is, is falling hard right now. They're falling hard. Airlines, forget it, bro. It might take God knows how long for them to recover. Airlines and cruise ships, it's going to be a while for them to recover. Consumer confidence is way, way down. Even if they say there's a vaccine, people are still not going to feel safe. How many people do you see on the streets? Are like they're all like, you know, there's tension in the air and they got a little mask and don't touch me, get away from me, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like this thing changed everything forever, and it's it's a very unfortunate thing because there's going to be two sides of the spectrum here. The people that actually capitalized during this time and the people that are severely financially hurt during this time. So that's kind of the stuff that's going on right now, and that's why I want people to develop a special skill or a special trade, and I, couldn't have, I could not have come up with this book at a better time, bro. And that's why I priced it. I'm actually writing a, another ebook. It's called Pivot 2020, where it shows actually business owner how to literally pivot and adapt and, and make the adjustments, right? So I'm coming up with that. That's an ebook. It's called Pivot 2020 because that's what I had to do in multiple. Brother, last year alone, because of the China embargo and the sanctions that were going on with China, I lost an import-export company lost a few hundred thousand dollars. It was called inventorycity.com where we were importing like tech, tech parts to like the iPhones and the, and, and you know, the mm -hmm. stuff like that. We were importing from China, even getting them on consignment. And then that stopped. It stopped because of all the sanctions and embargo. So boom, we lost a few hundred thousand dollars there. And then COVID-19, our, our, our solar company, solarfuse.com, boom, that's frozen. You know, we're out of a few hundred thousand dollars there. But you know what? When some businesses are 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 plummeting, other are other businesses are thriving. Right now, the single family residential sector, which is where we're highly involved in, flipping houses, right? Yeah. Investing into homes. That's thriving. You put a, a, a property, you put a property out in the market right now, boom, that is sold within private day, within twenty-four to forty-eight hours, yeah. and you're talking multiple offers and over asking price, because before this whole COVID nineteen thing happened. The inventory was already at an all-time low, and then once once the COVID nineteen you know deal came, well, a lot of people like seventy percent of listings were canceled, brought the inventory levels you know in the in the single family residence even lower, and the demand's high because now people are working out of their homes. People need a cave to go quarantine in. You see how the demand is high, yeah. right? So we we made the adjustments and started taking down a lot of our properties. Raise a lot of private capital. Single fam our single family. We have I have two uh, real estate companies: OfferKey.com, NationalCashOffer.com, and those are thriving. And then our medical companies thriving. MedicalSurplus.com. That you know, again, that's why it's good not to have all your eggs in one basket, right? 
That's why it's good to diversify. That's why it's good to be a serial entrepreneur. But again, I didn't go to college to learn all this. I had to learn this the hard way. Yeah. You know, I had to learn this the hard way by risk. You know, losing a lot of, you know, what's, what's crazy is like, okay, I lost a few hundred thousand last year. I, I'm already going to lose a few hundred thousand from, from that particular, you know, from the solar company. Because a lot of our solar company was based off door knocking. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm going to lose there. But I, I, I always say this. I say, hey, I'm losing a few hundred thousand. That means I'm making a few million. That's good. I want to be at the level where I'm losing a few million. Yeah. Because that means I'm really playing at a higher level. You see how that works? For sure. So that's why I want people to, to learn a special skill, a special skill or a special trade because we're heading it we're headed into a new era man and and a lot of folks are not you know they're not going to get their job back i'm going to say 40 percent of businesses might even never even come back they might not even come back you know a lot of a lot of the the, the businesses that are frozen right now they might not reopen man you know only like the essentials are going to still be around like usps and you know things like that you know grocery stores and you know things like that they might still they're going to stay open but Brother, you have a lot of you have a lot of businesses that are going to fail, and then you have a lot of businesses that are going to thrive. Netflix will thrive, Zoom will thrive, Streamyard will thrive. You have a bunch of these other businesses that are going to thrive, which are mostly digital. If you think digital, about it, digital. you know. So yeah. that's the that's, that's the pivot right now. The pivot is is digital, which is which is what you're talking about. The the move is is to go into digital. And how does how does someone? move from from the knowledge that you're giving in your in your in your best wholesale book ever and how do they make that pivot and how do they 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 get there you know uh, they don't try to go for instant gratification with their twelve hundred dollar stimulus and they're they're trying to make this you know this move what's the move for for the, the you know the the average like like person you know is it because i know in your book you say you talk more than just Finance. It's you not talk just about, real you talk about It's not real estate. It's only. mindset. So, yeah, so. it's mindset. It's spirituality. It's burning the boats. It's no plan B. You know, your 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 plan B just backs up your plan A. There is no plan B. So, what I want to tell people is the following: you have to you have to do the following, right? You have to make a decision, which is what we talked about earlier. Yeah. You have to make a decision. What do you want out of this one life that you have? What do you want? Because if you just want to be a great father. And be a great, you know, be a great, like, employee and all that. that. That's good. That's okay. Be a good Christian. And, you know, that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Because I will say this. If you're a happy person, then you're already successful in my book. Happiness is the ultimate success in my book. I've met a lot of multimillionaires that are just miserable. And I met a lot of, you know, simple simple people that don't make crazy money. They're very happy. So that I, I don't want people to sit there and compare themselves to anybody. I want people to know, hey, if you're happy, like if you have your health and you have your family, you have a lot more than you think. You're richer than you think, right? So that's the first thing I want to tell people. But the second thing is, one, you have to make a decision of what you really want out of this life. You know, what you really want out of this life. And then you have to commit to it. And brother, there's a huge difference between motivation and commitment. Huge difference. Motivation is kind of a temporary thing, right? Oh, I'm motivated today. I'm going to go to the gym. You know, put up some shots or, hey, I'm committed to going to the gym four times a week minimum. See, there's a huge difference. You yeah, see, yeah. motivation is temporary, right? Commitment is like a promise that you make to yourself. And these so, are and these are guidelines that, that you put in your book as well as as absolutely. well as as well and as these are guidelines that so, I, these so, are guidelines that I live by. So the, so, so the average Joe 
can get this book and it'll it'll talk it'll touch on wholesale re- it, real estate. It, but it's, it's gonna, gonna teach you, yeah. It's gonna okay. teach you how to flip houses. I started, brother. I started with five hundred dollar marketing budget. That's why I had to go put out bounded signs. Yeah. Because I couldn't afford. You know how much money I spent in just real estate marketing for twenty nineteen. I have a CFO, by the way. For those of, for those folks who don't know who a CFO or what a CFO is, is, she's a chief financial officer and she does all my books for all of our businesses. We spent $1,077,868.90 in just real estate marketing expenses. That's not even counting like, you know, all the other company ex- marketing expenses, right? Because marketing, it literally, by the way, if people don't know this, marketing is the bloodline of any business, right? Marketing is an investment. It literally is an investment. I used to think of marketing, you know, because I didn't know any better either. Yeah, right? you're so like, I'm throwing away money. I'm throwing away. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm throwing away I'm money. Like, no, 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 no. Now I'm like, okay, if I spend X amount and I get an ROI of, you know, 5X, 6X, 10X, I'm good. You see how it's an investment? I'm going to invest money into this and I'm going to ret- get an ROI, which is return on investment, X amount, like 6X, 5X, whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? So I just want people to know that. But back to what back to what we were saying. I started with a five hundred dollars marketing budget. My bandit signs were handwritten by my now wife. Mm-hmm. They were handwritten. I couldn't even afford to get pre-printed signs. So when you don't have a lot of money in the beginning, and by the way, every entrepreneur goes through the same exact process. So don't feel like you're the only one that's going through this this tribulation and this this painful journey, right? If you look at every single massively successful entrepreneur, they go through a very similar story. Yeah, you know, Microsoft, we were working out of a garage. Google, we were working out of a You know, Amazon, we were working out of a Have you seen the stories? Like, yeah. the similarities between the stories, right? Yeah. Yeah, nobody just starts, nobody just says, hello, I'm here, right? No, not at all. You go through the same exact process. So, when you don't have a lot of money, you have a lot of you have to put what you you have to put a lot of what you do have which is time Time. and effort yeah time and effort right sweat equity that's where that's what you got to do that's what i did for the first year i don't have money so i got to do something what do i have that the next guy doesn't have well the guy that has a lot of money doesn't have a lot of time well i have a lot of time so i'm willing to put my time and effort in boom you see that was that was my that was my uh my dollars that i was putting in you know it was my 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 greet my little elbow grease right yeah so that's what i want folks to know but back to the success formula that we were saying right yeah what's the play what's the playbook the playbook yeah the 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 book will teach you everything but i want everybody to first read obviously the book you know secrets of the millionaire mind because it's going to change your perspective you're going to say oh my god that's me that's how i was brought up those are the things I was told. You see what I'm saying, yeah, right? Yeah. So you're gonna resonate, and it's gonna change your mind forever. And and yeah, my book that I, that we just wrote, it's gonna teach you how to get into real estate investing with zero to with little to zero dollars, right? Which is kind of what we just talked about. That's okay. That's not that's not the problem here. What's most important, just like we said, is you have to. In my opinion, you have to follow what I call the success formula. This is a formula that with every single business, it never changed. It's like, okay, you make a decision, right? You make a decision, and some people call that a vision. Hey, I have a vision of, you know, having a business or blah, blah. So you make a decision what you want out of life, right? And then you commit to that decision you made. And it's, it's like literally life, it's like a life and death situation. There's no going back. You're burning the boats. There's no going back, right? So you commit. 
then you make the necessary sacrifices, right? Mm-hmm. Because what happens? What happens when you get started on this journey, you, brother? You've been you've been hustling and, and grinding. You have your own your own business. Distractions, noise, mm-hmm. right? Family, friends, you know, naysayers, whatever. All, it comes from every direction, right? Yeah. So, boom, you you literally you commit. You make the sacrifice. Like, okay. I can't really play basketball for three hours anymore. I can't go to the gym for three hours anymore. I can't watch Netflix for a few hours anymore. You know, I can't really be hanging out with my friends and I can't be at the bars and the clubs. You have to cut off so much if you're really about this life. So you make the sacrifices and the work ethic is so important, right? The work ethic, there's not a day. There's not a day where you're like, oh, I don't feel like doing this today. No way, that's not, that, that's not how, the way this works. Every single massively successful entrepreneur never said that. Even if they said that, it didn't matter. Their actions proved otherwise. It's kind of like when you don't feel like going to the gym, but you go, and then after you're done, you're like, wow, I'm so glad I came. You know what I mean? So it feels the same way. And the last but not least is perseverance, which is not giving up. A lot of people give up too soon, right? Perseverance, not giving up. The only way that you're going to be considered a failure is if you quit. And you don't fail, you do not fail until you quit, period. Until you're like, okay, I'm done, I'm, I'm, I'm done, I can't do this. I, I got bad news for you. You just quit, therefore you just failed. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So so you, you're, you're talking about the, na- you mentioned the naysayers and the people that are being haters, you know, like the people that don't believe the hype. You know, like you for example. a lot exa- of resistance, brother. For, a lot for, of resistance. So, so like, you know, they, they'll look at your, your, your Instagram and be like, what the fuck he's he's buying this fucking fancy car or this watch or this chain what would the 18 year old you or maybe like like the the 50 year old guy that's like looking at your page and being like what the fuck is he doing spending his money on that like shouldn't his money like where where are you where are you finding those haters on on, you know i'm sure they're all over the place i I had a lot of resistance coming up but what you don't know see i just put up a picture of a building, we bought a building, we bought our own office, our own commercial building for a few mil, right? Yeah. And then I put like my Rolls Royce up there, my business partner put his like, his Lamborghini Aventador, and then the Lamborghini Urus, and then my other business partner put his, his Bentley Bentega, right? Yeah. And then I said, hey, you know what's most important? Is that we own the building. See, our assets pay for our liabilities. Brother, I didn't even pay myself into the third year in business you see i would only like okay i gotta make sure that like we don't get kicked out of the house and you know things are that we have running water but I, I, after that it, i had so much discipline right so much discipline and putting most of that money back into the business for marketing to hire to get better systems and you know things like that right so for the first three years it was delayed gratification Brother, I remember when I bought my first, my literally my first Rolex. Um, it was in Chicago at a at a spot called Burdine's Jewelry. I bought my first Rolex, my you know, and this was le- like literally two, like maybe less than two years ago. Yeah. My first big watch, and then I bought uh, a few Hublots and things like that after. But but now I can afford to do that, right? Because now I've already without put being in, scared. With, yeah. No, no, I, I went to a Peter Marco. I bought a fifty thousand dollar Hublot there. Um, you know, Peter Marco, he's located on in Beverly Hills, and I have a video of me going over there, buying the watch, buying the chain. I have multiple videos. I actually have bought several. I bought my wedding ring there too. So, 
you know, I could do that now, but I couldn't do that back then. Yeah. Discipline, 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 delayed gratification. Listen, I was the guy that was driving around in a 2011 Prius for like three years. And guess what? Guess what my first, because of the delayed gratification, guess what I was able to gratify myself with as far as my first car, my first big car, mm. a Rolls Royce Wraith. Right, yeah. so I didn't go from I'm like, oh, I, I gotta get something nice right now. No, I still drove around in that piece of shit Prius, right? That had over three hundred thousand miles, you know, mm -hmm. driving around everywhere. Delayed gratification. I could have easily, after like the first year, second year, whatever. Oh, I can go buy myself like a big body seven series Beamer, you know, for like eighty k or whatever, right? But I said, you know what? Nah, -uh. I'm gonna keep feeding this this machine. I'm gonna keep feeding this machine. I'm gonna keep feeding this fire, right? I'm gonna keep throwing money in this fire. And that fire was the business. And as you throw more paper on fire, what happens? And it, it gets even bigger, right? So I kept doing that. And then once I had enough businesses, once I had enough assets, then I said, okay, now it's time to gratify myself a little bit. Now it's time for me. The first thing I did was buy my, buy my family a 4,500 square foot, one acre estate. That was the first thing. I didn't even buy myself anything. I bought the family a beautiful home. That was the first thing I did. You know what the second thing I did was? I bought my I bought my uh, my wife a 2018 Cadillac Escalade, extended version for the family. You see how like I wasn't even buying myself anything. And then lastly, my I think my wife felt so bad for me. She's like, "Babe, you should buy yourself your dream car." Right? <laughs> yeah. well, you know, because she felt bad cuz like I bought the, you know, I bought the house, I bought I bought the family car, and, and you know, I'm driving around in a Prius. And she's like, babe, go buy yourself a new car. Boom, that's when I went to get my Rolls Royce rate. They asked for $30,000 down. I wired $80,000 in, you know, because I don't, I, don't really, you know, I don't really like a lot of debt. But, you know, good debt is good debt. But again, until I developed my assets, then I started getting some liabilities like a car, you know, because a car is a liability. It doesn't, the, the value doesn't go up, it goes down, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I didn't do none of that until I was positioned positions at the right you know in the right position to actually start making some of these these purchases and and these are just byproducts of hard work by the way a lot of people are like oh look at this guy and these yeah. are byproducts i want people to know they are byproducts it's just fruit from the labor that's it they're fruit from the labor and you know what's crazy when i was out there putting my bandit signs and working my ass off for a straight year before i left my job i used to follow other investors and they used to post checks, and they were in their BMW 7 Series. You can look up uh, Jesse Delgadillo. You can look up Alex Sanchez, and they're posting checks. And I'm like, man, I have two choices. Either be hateful for what, for what they had and I didn't, or be inspired. Yeah. And I was inspired. I said, I can't wait to get on that level. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I was inspired. So an 18-year-old kid, you know, you can either be hateful or be inspired. If you're 50, 60 years old, you can be hateful or be inspired and, and 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 not hate me for having the things I have for the work that you didn't do. You see what I'm saying? Get your you ass up, yeah. go get you know, go get your grind on, and then you'll be you'll 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 feel real good about everything that's going on as far as like, okay, that's why he has those things. Because he's worked his ass off. You see what I'm saying? And and what was the what what were the thoughts of, of when you when you made that move and you were like, you know what? I'm gone. 
I'm out. Like your coworkers were like, "What the fuck you doing, Los? Like, what is, you know, wh- were they thinking uh, you were? You were they, did they see it? Did they, they see, did they see the grind, or they were just they, thinking this guy is off his rocker? He'll be back." Uh, I'll tell you what. Um, the people that I, that work closely to me, because a lot of them work for me now. Oh, <laughs> right. They, they knew my CF. My CFO is my ex assistant manager. Okay. My COO is one of the ex managers there. My, uh, I got two transaction coordinators that used to work under me there too. So I actually, you know, eventually they just like, hey, Carlos, you got a job? I say, yeah, you're amazing. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah, work yeah. For me. You know what I mean? So uh, those people knew that I was on my grind. And you know what's crazy, bro? They would even cover for me, right? So when I had to take phone calls from like motivated sellers in the back, they would be like, go, Carlos, go. I got the front. Yeah. And now I take care of them. You see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And but, it's, but, it's, it's like-minded, you know? It's, it's, it's be like-minded. Like I mentioned earlier, you know? As as much as a leader as you are, and as great as a leader, you know you have to have those players. That's kind of why I, I, I introed that conversation yes. Yes. because I know I, I I see your videos and I see the the team that you work with and you call them your team, which is team members. Me, yeah, yeah, they're your team yeah. because they're team and, members. And I don't even call them my employees for sure. And and the thing is, everyone pulls their weight, and that's why I was saying like you you and and your your partner are like the head guys. But you guys, yep. you guys are the Phil Jacksons, and you guys are creating these dynasties, and you're creating these little mini dynasties that are going to continue to grow. And I think that's the biggest, the biggest compliment that anyone can have as a leader is to be able to guide and lift everyone else up through through your books, you know, through through your conferences, through your yes. now now yes. currently your your digital. You know, you're going to all these platforms. You know, we we were supposed to have a conversation earlier, and you're like, Rob, I'm I'm in this. I'm in this other platform that I'm doing cool. Like I know you're it, grinding. It's, uh, and Grant, I, Grant Cardone's. It was like a 10x. Uh, 10, one of his 10x coaches um, was like, "Hey man, we got this call at three. I'm like, "Damn, I got a call." And then remember the other call I have tomorrow. I'm like, "Oh, that's another time." You see, like I'm all like I'm everywhere right now, so it's it's hard. But, but as, you, my as, you like, should, Yo, as you should, as you should be, as you should be. You know, I mean, yeah. the grind don't stop because I bought myself a new Hublot. You know, and, and, and that's nothing to me. And that's the whole thing. Like they, they think it's that, you know, it's the end on maybe we're all, you know, maybe maybe to some capacity, maybe athletes reach their plateau. You know, I've had conversations with with other athletes and they said I, I settled. I was happy. You know, me, me myself as a coach, I was I settled. I, I won a championship and I kicked my feet up like a dumbass, you know, and, and, and it's and it's one of those things where it's like. No, when's the next championship or when's the mm-hmm. next thing? Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, it's it's with this COVID thing. You know, a lot of people are gonna kick themselves. You know, because they're 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 they stopped grinding because it's like, wow, what was me or whatever. But but you find a different platform. You find. A, a, a podcast that I'm doing right yes. now, which is fun. Yes. It's fun, but it's at the same time I'm sharing my resources and my resources that I have right now are my network. I know mm. you, I know ball players, yep. and and mm. those are my resources. And I reach out to my resources and I reach out to them because it's like, well, let's all eat, you know. And then, and, and that's kind of where it is, you know. My next tournament, I'm gonna be like, hey, Los, you know what? We have these dudes that want to do this, this, and this. You know, mm-hmm. can you bring some of your partners that are that are, want to work on, you know, maybe um, financial, you know, maybe not you, but but bring in some of your your team that's like, hey, you know what, I'm down, I want to practice on blah 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 blah, and yeah, I want to yeah, yeah. give back, 
and yeah. and and do conferences at tournaments like financial planning and and being smart yes. and and financial freedom and not only do a tournament but because because I was talking to Joe Leon the other day and and I was like you know we have the NLT and it's like that's great right yeah but it's but it's we have the 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 Lorenzos and we have the John Peñas that played college ball and we need to plaster them on the wall we need to have a banner and be like look these guys played college ball beyond this you know or or your kids can play or we have basketball camps or all these other things but it's 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 with sweat equity it's with putting in the grind it's knowing how to grind the right way because sometimes our energy is 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 spread out you know and it's in a big spectrum and sometimes we got to be laser focused and i think i think you did a great job of of Say, making that decision and and in certain times of my life i did was laser focused and then you lose that focus you know and it's kind of like it rears you back and certain situations do that but you've been on your grind and you've been like that's been your thing and i think i think that's what the if anything comes and out and of, i'm still grinding like i'm broke bro and i'm still grinding like i'm broke I'm up here. I'm not. I'm not here on vacation in Sedona. Yeah. I'm here to meet with my self mastery coach so I can continue to increase my capacity as a human being, so I can continue to take on more. You see, I'm, I'm creating more of a margin, so I can be a, a better father, a better businessman, you know, a better son. You see, I'm here to work on myself internally to create more capacity. A lot of you know that's the thing. I work on myself, and that's what a lot of people they don't even know. Like, wait, what are you talking about? That sounds like a bunch of hocus pocus. What do you mean I got to work on my, you know, my mindset? I got to work on my spirituality. What are you talking about, right? Right, right, Yeah, you do have to work on your mindset because you have a bunch of limited beliefs that you were programmed with since you were a little kid. We were programmed with, right? We don't know any better, you know? So these these are things that I'm here working on, and that's why I'm telling people, hey, I'm, I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve. Go get this. Go get secrets. That's not even my book, by the way. Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. Go get that book first, and then go get my book. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why, for the same reason. And and back to what we were talking about as far as basketball. A lot of great athletes make great entrepreneurs. They're very competitive. You know, they know what they know that they know that winning is the only option. Mm-hmm. See, like they have high standards. They have good work ethic for the most part. You know, some very talented people, unfortunately, don't have the good work ethic. Therefore, they never really get to maximize on their potential, right? So they have a lot of these these characteristics already. You just have to transition them into literally the marketplace. You have to transition them into the marketplace. Think about it, brother. There's a you know how many ex-athletes I talk to now that are real estate investors? A lot. Yeah. A lot. Ex-football players like Ryan Broyles. Look at him. He, he follows me. I follow him. You know, like people just like that. Like uh, uh, Carlos, what's his name? Uh, the guy who used to play for the Cardinals, plays for somebody else now. I don't even know his name. You know, he's a linebacker. But a lot of those guys, bro, they're entrepreneurs because when you're an athlete, you, you don't know what to do with money because you don't have any any education when it comes to wealth, how to handle wealth, how to create wealth, right? You don't have financial education. So, A, they either blow it, like a Kevin Garnett and a Sean Kemp and an Allen Iverson, and all the, I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on with athletes who don't know shit about money, right? It's kind of like the lottery winners. Most people that win the lottery are broke within the first three to five years. Yeah. Because they don't know, it doesn't matter how much money you make, because you don't know how to actually have it work for you, how to invest it, 
where to put it, you see? So that happens with, so A, you're either one of those athletes, or B, you're the athlete that's like, okay, I'm done hooping. I want to, you know, I got to start grinding. You know, I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I'm going to win. So then they start grinding. They, they, they involve themselves in business in some, some way, shape, or form. You know, like Kobe was already doing, you know, some of his like Mamba stuff and he was already doing, um, what was he doing? Movies and, you know, Jordan obviously has his, you know, company and he's involved in different ventures. But athletes, man, athletes have the capacity. They have the God-given capability of doing well in the game of entrepreneurship. They just don't know any better. And, and that's why you're right. We have to teach these people that post sports after sports what are you going to do if it does first if it does work out and you make it to the league you know uh like darren dorsey and tj some of the guys that i played with in the past yeah i'm already trying to get them into flipping houses they have a, they have a you know they have a good amount of money and they're like yo los put us out we want to flip some houses yeah because they're you know they're they're already you know towards the you know they're about 31 already and they know that you know that 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 dead end is coming around as an athlete you know the 35 to 37 where you you can't do some of the things that you used to do so they're already like yo we, we want to invest into some properties right it, it's a very smart move by them by the way yeah. and i told him i said hey brother i'm gonna help you with the first three and then and then i'll let you you know do your own thing i'm gonna help them out of love right and no charge nothing like that i'm gonna help you flip your first three and then you guys got it from there you see so that's what i'm trying to tell people is what are you gonna do if it doesn't work out and what are you going to do if it does work out and then you, you know, you, you you make it through and you play 10 years, 12 years, whatever. And then what are you going to do with your life after sports? So somehow, some way, you have to make a decision to do something for yourself at some point. So that that's kind of what this stuff comes down to also that a lot of folks out there need to listen to. Hey, if this doesn't, if you don't reach the NBA or Europe or Mexico, then what are you going to do? What's your plan B? Right. Yeah, and you got to educate yourself. Absolutely, I think, I think um, you know, with the with the the recommendations that you're giving, with you know, some people already have the hard work, but it's it's you're making that big splash, you know, as far as like your impact. Your impact is you know, it started off with your with your company and your guys, and the ripples are smaller, but they get spread mm-hmm. out. But with your book, you're making that big splash. And the ripples are yeah. bigger, and and it and it extends further out. And I think right now, that's what you're doing, bro. I think I think it's it's uh, amazing what you're doing, and I think that it's one of those things where it's like, uh, I'm gonna encourage, you know, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna post it on my page or whatever, because some people it are looking for that. Some people are looking for that. I'm gonna I'm I gonna was get looking on. For that, I was one of those people. But that's you what, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a freaking immigrant who who was poor most of his life. You know what I mean? Like I was looking for. A, so what does that tell you, right? I'm the epitome, the living example of the American dream. That you can have the American dream, you just got to be willing to put in the work. You know, that's it. You know, it's like that. It's like it's, I'm going to post a picture soon on my Instagram that says, who wants to be successful, right? And everybody raises their hand. Who's willing to put in the work? And then everybody like drops their hand. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the difference. So. Brother, I'm here to serve. You, you already know. I mean, me and you, are, we've been, man, we've been boys for over a decade. And like I said, man, anything you need from me, I'm there. So just let me know. I, I don't forget where I come from. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed with me. If anything, I just improved myself as a person because what money does is I want you to know this. 
money only amplifies the person you already are. So if you're a piece of shit, you're going to be a bigger piece of shit. But if you're a good serving person, then money is only going to allow you to be a bigger, greater servant. And that's what I'm telling you. I'm, I'm here for whatever it is that you need from me. If you need anybody to reach out or whatever, brother, you already know what to do. And, and, and I'm here. Just tell, let them like, hey, tell, you know, tell them Big Rob send you. And I, and, I, and I got you. Whatever you need, I'll, I'll give you some guidance. You know, when people reach out to me on Instagram, bro, I may have crazy amount of message requests. But guess what? I still try on my downtime to go back through every single message and send like a voice memo back or something. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Because I don't forget where I come from, man. For sure, and and we appreciate you for coming on. As as I said earlier, man, we're always rocking with the best, and we're rocking with Carlos Reyes. You can find him at, you, at Carlos Reyes. Uh, the book is the best wholesaling book, book ever. ever. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna check it out, bro. And if it's, that's, a, it's I, a number I, one. It's a number one. It's already number one new seller when it comes to buying and selling homes on Amazon. Well, if it's four ninety five, if it's five dollars, bro, yeah. if it's if it's five dollars, you know, use some of that twelve hundred dollars stimulus that some people are getting, man, and get yourself <laughs> a book and and start flipping that, you know. So, Absolutely. man, Los, uh, that this is a great conversation. I mean, it, it started off basketball, and but we'll I, have I more. wanted to dive. We'll I wanted to dive into this because I know you know some people need to hear it, and I think sometimes I need to hear it, um, you know, as far as like the. The, hearing the stories, you know, every time I, I, I have a podcast, I get I I get something out of it as well. So absolutely, I, I, I hope I'm, my ripple is 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 working its way out. You, to, you've to been the serving. You've been serving. For, you've been serving. Everybody serves in a different way. You've been serving in a different way for over a decade. For that way past a decade, and you know that's what people people leave their mark in that way, man. And you know, I, again, I, this is the space that I get to serve, and everybody has, but. You know, I want abundance for everybody. You know, we get one life. Like, there's no repeats. You know, there's no sequels. And I just want everybody to live their best life while they're here and while they have, you know, air through their lungs, man. So, you know, hopefully, like I said, if anybody ever wants to reach out, um, I know where my roots are. And I know where I come from. And uh, and that will never change. So just reach out to me and, and I'm there. So appreciate you guys. Appreciate you for having me on, brother. And I hope that even if this podcast impacts one person, guess what? The job was done today. Absolutely. If it impacts one person, bro, if we can impact one person out of this episode, me and you did our jobs today, bro. So that that's that's powerful. That's all love. All right, thanks, yes, Big Los. God uh, bless you. Okay, I'll be I'll be seeing you soon, bro. Okay. Absolutely, all love, all basketball, pura raza. Thank you, Los. Yes, sir. All right, bro. All right, brother. Yeah, yeah, we out. <laughs> yes, yes. You're now rocking with the best. Yes, yes. You're now rocking with the best. Come from the wood, yes, and I'll rock with the best. Yeah, we out.